Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. everybody welcome to another wonderful episode of the inside acting radio show on this warm fall evening here in dc i'm your gracious host william powell aka the king of dc media tonight my guest is ob award-winning and dc's very own jessica francis dukes who has appeared on such shows as the good wife and won an ob award for booty candy on off-broadway but before we get to jessica Let's hear a word from our sponsor. Tonight, tonight was a good night. You fought well, and for that we have these fortunes. Some say that money is the root of all evil, but I don't believe that. Evil is the root of all money, and you, my big friend, you are evil. I'm Marshall Everett, and I don't always make money, but as a member of Fed Choice Federal Credit Union, I always save money. Fed Choice Federal Credit Union, federally insured NCUA. Membership open to federal employees and their families. That Joyce Federal Credit Union, a proud sponsor of the Inside Acting Radio Show. And if you'd like to advertise on the show, contact me at william400 at yahoo.com or Facebook at forward slash william.t.pal. So I see Jessica is on the line live from rehearsal, so let me bring her on in. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Awesome. Thank Thanks you for, for having me. Thank you so yeah. much. No problem. No problem. So what show are you uh, in rehearsals for? I am rehearsing a show called, excuse the language, <laughs> Shitloads of Money <laughs> at Ensemble Studio yeah. Theater. And where is that? New York City. <laughs> We are right down here at 52nd, in between 10th and 11th at Ensemble Studio Theater. Okay. Is that off-Broadway? It it is. It's a workshop production, actually, right now, though. So, you know, we do the production for a bunch of people to see it and hopefully pick up the production and take it elsewhere. So it's one of those, uh, almost like a reading or a staged reading, but it's an actual full production. Wow. Fantastic. Fantastic. So. Now you, Jessica, you won Best Actress twice in the Raisin in the Sun cycle, and you've been in August Wilson's King Headley the Second. So, what yeah. unique challenges do playwrights Hansberry and Wilson bring to an actor? Oh goodness! You know, I think it's the ch- the, the actor is the one that has the challenge, because all of a sudden you're faced with these characters that are so in you. And we spend every day playing somebody else or creating this character that is somebody else. And then we do someone like Hansberry or Wilson, and we actually have to go back to the most rawest form of ourselves. You know, like we have to strip away the acting for that type of work because it's so real and it's people that we know and that are inside of us and people that have raised us. You know, August Wilson all of his characters, I think I have at least one in my family of each. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. so it's, it's that's you know all of that goes out the window as far as character, and you actually start to strip away all the unnecessary when it comes to work like that. Hmm. And I know they were both different beauty. in their own way. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah and which was the like type Oh, I don't have a preference. You know, the thing about it was, I, I always say I wonder what Lorraine would have continued, like what she would have done if she didn't pass away so early, um, and, and if she would have had a cycle like August Wilson, or, you know, because it, technically we only have, you know, as far as the huge media is concerned, a raisin in the sun. Um, but, you know, we have, you know, Sign and Mr. Bernstein's Window and, and you know, and, right. uh, and other plays that, that, uh, you know, will be done once in a blue moon, but it's not as much. You know, Raising the Sun was her her huge, you know, diamond. Um, so, of course, I, I love, love, love Lorraine Hansberry, and I wouldn't put either one of them on top of each other because without Lorraine Hansberry, there wouldn't be an August Wilson. Yeah, you know? yeah. Hmm. yeah. But do you find that doing more? Go ahead. Oh, no, I just was going to say, I just, you know, especially as an African-American actress, like the joy when you get a chance to do one or the other, it's equal. It's equal joy. Yeah, yeah. But don't you have to do more like historical research with uh, Wilson? No, I, you know, it it depends, you know. With we're Crazy in the Sun, you know, I definitely had to do just as much um, because, you know, it, what, it's 1955, you know, so I have to study everything I need to know about 1955, and especially if you're playing Beniza. I mean, there's so many things that she speaks on and talks about that you have to break down and, and study and decipher and dissect. And and um, it really is uh, all about the period, you know, and how women were viewed in that period and how they, you know, how those three women react around Walter Lee. So there was a lot of studying um, when it came to A Raisin in the Sun um, and Benita's Place, you know, with the continuation. And it's just as much, you know, with doing King Headley, it was just as much studying the 80s. Now, of course, I was alive in the 80s, so it's a little different. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it, it it's still you, you study just as much because you want to make sure that you know exactly what is surrounding you at all times. Yeah, there's the the uh the scene between the Agassi and uh and Benita I thought was just like a you know, where does it all end? Benita asked, Where does it all end? And I think that was mm-hmm. very God, it just I mean, what was your what was your take on that? I think that's one of the best scenes ever written on oh, the wow. stage. Ever. And, it's you know, a wonderful I, I don't know what scene. you think about that. You know, I remember when I first got cast because I heard that the production was being done and I was like, you got to get me into that audition. you got to get me in there. And um, I got in for the audition. When I find out I got cast, that was the first scene that popped into my head. Um, yeah. I, I just, I was in love with Lorraine's take on where where society was at that time and, and what our place was inside of it. And Benita, you know, in my opinion, is the mouthpiece for Lorraine in that play. You know, everything that she says, you know, out of her life, yeah. she's a woman ahead of her time, you know. She's so far, like, 
uh, mentally and, and even physically, you know, ahead of the pack. And I think Lorraine was as well, um, which is why, you know, one of my favorite stories that, you know, the first time that they had a reading of A Raisin in the Sun, she was in the room, but she didn't say she wrote it. Just because of the mm. fact that if, if she had maybe said, oh, well, I wrote this play, then it wouldn't have gotten, you know, they wouldn't have taken her serious. So she sat in the mm. room and at the end of the reading, they said, okay, who wrote this? And she raised her hand. And they were floored. Wow. And it just, you wow. know, that scene, it, 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 it almost like talks about the, the way that Beneath the, uh, uh, talks about society and the way she talks about her family and the way she talks about this neighborhood and all the people that she's seen and even the dreams that she has in um, guy Like, it, it, it's so forward-thinking and forward-moving, and she just wants to get out, you know. And I think that we all at some point have had that thought when we're in a place of um, – repetition, you know, and yeah. we go, well, what's, what's next? What's what's better than this? How can I get out? And that's why I felt so hard for Benita because everyone, you know, a lot of people in that play are either their dreams have been crushed or their dreams have been taken from them or they don't feel that they're worthy of their dreams or somebody's stepping on their dreams. She's the one that say, no, uh-uh, I will not accept this. Until the end, of course, when her for the first time her dream is taken from her by her brother. Um, right. I, I love that idea. I wish you know kids today had that you know beneath the end them that was just like no screw what's going on right now. How do we move forward as a people? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Now, you won an Obie for uh, Booty Candy on Off-Broadway, so what do you think made that role stand out? Uh, you know, it, first of all, we built that show at Willie Mammoth Theater Company in D.C. Um, we did it there in 2011, and it was a hit. Everybody loved it, and the reviews were wonderful, and we just had a ball. And then it went to the Wilma Theater in Philadelphia, um, and had a great run there. When I found out it was coming to New York City, I said, no, this is going to be perfect for New York City. Um, Booty hmm. Candy, if, for those who don't know it, is 10 different plays, uh, 10 different short plays by Robert O'Hara, who is a genius at taking his audiences on a beautiful ride. And at the end of the night, you have no clue, you know, what just happened. You just, you're just like, oh, my God, you know, that feeling that you feel, that adrenaline that you feel like a roller coaster. And I think that when audiences came to see Booty Candy, first of all, they're coming to see a show called Booty Candy, so they they know they're in for something. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and what was so wonderful about that for the actors, we all played about, I'd say, eight to ten different roles. Um, mm. And so they were able to see us flip-flop from one character to the next in these huge, heightened, outrageous moments. Um, on stage, and they were a part of the show, you know. So I think that, you know, because Robert wrote such a fabulous play and because the five of us were so close and we worked so closely, because every everybody got an Obie. Robert got an Obie mm. for playwriting and directing, and each cast member individually got an Obie. And that just tells me that means that 
that everyone that came to see that show, majority, if not 90% of the people, you know, walked away from that show and still, till this day, talk about it, you know, and when they see us in the street, they go, oh, man, you were in Booty Candy. And so it makes me feel like then they just had such an amazing experience that, yeah. you know, they had to, you know, I guess acknowledge that. I don't know, you know. I'm just thankful that they had so much fun because, when you know we were having a ball up there every single night and getting paid for it, and it was just one of those things where you look at yourself and you go, "Wow, this is what I do for a living." <laughs> so it's I think amazing. the award is the awards came from people going, "You know what? That was the best time I had a long time, <laughs> and some great skillful comedic actors and a great great writing and great directing. It was just all the way around a great project." And Playwrights Horizon, they made that happen because, you know, when you work in a place where you feel comfortable and you feel taken care of and and they, you know, it it was just a family the entire time. Nice, nice, great. So now, Jessica, you're from Riverdale, Maryland, right outside of D.C. Now, how did you go from... Yeah, (laughs) How did you go from uh, there to shows like uh, The Good Wife? Well, okay. So, uh, first of all, PG County was not uh, a county that an artist, you know, necessarily had a lot of outlets in growing up. Uh, But I was lucky enough at uh, Charles Carroll Middle School to uh, be introduced to a program called Colors. And it was a teen, it was kind of like a drama club at that time. And uh, then I and a couple of other people went to high school, and there was no drama club at the high school that we went to. And so we went back to Charles Carroll Middle School to talk to Jason Cook, who was in charge of colors, and we said, hey, so we know we don't go here anymore, but can we still come back to drama club? (laughs) And uh, he let us come back, and we would all figure out a way to get back to, you know, our middle school to go rehearse at night after school, and then eventually it became a team performing arts troupe in which no matter what school you were at in the county, you could join. There was no audition. There was no, oh, can you act? Can you sing? Can you? No, it was a bunch of kids that went, I need a place to express myself. And yeah. uh, all of a sudden, we were singing and dancing and acting, you know what I mean? And we all wanted to. We all had that in us. But it was great to have a program where you had that outlet every single night from six to nine. You know, and then we did shows and we performed, you know, we would travel and we had a great time. And then when it came time to go to college, you know, I knew I wanted to major. I knew I wanted to major in theater. And I had a professor named Eos Rushton who, at Frostburg State University, who changed my world. She completely flipped my world upside down in a wonderful way and started to carve out a professional actress like she's done with many people that came out of her program. And she taught us, I remember the first thing she said in class was, I don't care if you can act. I'm here to teach you the business. And her mm. classes, we, you know, marketing for the actor, it was a business class that we all had to take. Some of us took it twice, three times. That when we left that program, you know, most of us, went, you know, the ones that really were considering moving on with this went to grad school, you know. And she made sure that we had all those in front of us and how to get into grad school. And I followed and still till this day have followed her models 
and how to work my way through this business, and I will never not follow them. Yeah. Yeah. Marketing is key. Oh, it is. And the thing about it is, you know, this is one of those businesses where it is a, a, it's more than just stepping on stage. You know, when I talk to young actors and they go, oh, I want to go to Broadway. Oh, I want to be this. Oh, I want to be that. And I'm like, well, how do you plan to get there? And they go, oh, well, you know, audition. No, 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 no. (laughs) Because auditioning is 20% of it. Performing is 20% of it. Um, yeah. The everything else, the you know, making sure you know everything that's going on at all times, staying on the internet, you know, researching people's work, going to shows, staying after to meet people, going to this function, going to this event, making sure your face is. It's all this, you know. Um, it's just a huge. I, I want to say game, but it's not. <laughs> Yeah, business. And it's it's almost like a video game where you have to learn A, A, B, B down in order to make that move and practice this move to get to that move and, and you, you know, work your way through the levels of each game. Um, and each level gets harder and you have to change your, your tactics and your style and this and that. And so that's what it is, you know. The, the performance part is the goal. That's the joy, but that's not the 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 majority of the work. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, Jessica, so you had to tell me more about the good wife. How did you get that gig? <laughs> so, luckily, when Booty Candy came along, Booty Candy was my New York premiere, which was a wonderful thing. I was working in D.C. for a long time and loving it. And, you know, D.C.'s one of the most awesome places to work. Um, and then when Booty Candy came up to New York, I said, okay, I'm going to come up with it. And luckily there was a night where Mark Sachs, who's the casting director at CBS, uh, saw a show, and he wanted to meet for a general meeting just because he didn't know who I was. Um, And he said, I've never seen you in this city before. And I said, okay, well, I'm brand new. (laughs) And uh, we had a little interview. And a week later, um, he called me in for The Good Wife. And I auditioned, and I got it. And literally the next day I found out that I had got cast. Nice. And it was a whirlwind because the next day I found out I got cast and the day after that I was on set. And it was a crash course. It was a crash course. And I remember walking to my trailer and Chris Noth bumping into me. And and just I was just looking up like, oh, my goodness, this is my life. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. And, again, that was one of those things of, like, I, I'm one of those people that believes that everything happens for a reason, and I was at the right place at the right time, doing the right type of work. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So, so how is a network TV different from other jobs you've had? You know, it's the speed. It's <laughs> it's lightning speed. It, you know, with theater, you have four weeks of rehearsal. You've probably gotten yeah. your script and gotten cast maybe two months before you start rehearsal. And then you have, you know, a week of tech. And then you have a week of previews where you're in front of an audience and you're performing, but it's still trying to figure out the show. What happens in, I'd say, three months happened in two days. <laughs> on <network television. laughs> wow. Wow. And there was no, there was, you know, rehearsal was on set. 
You know, I got I was in my trailer and I had my lines in front of me that I literally got the night before that, and I had 24 hours to memorize them. And um, mm-hmm. I was in my sitting and I got my clothes and I walked out there and they they I'm standing there with all these TV stars and you know you try not to act like you're you're terrified, but at the same time you're like oh, but at the same time you're like no, I prepare for this. <laughs> and then you get up there and they say okay, let's rehearse this once and you rehearse it and then they go okay, let's shoot. <laughs> and you're like wait wait wait, wait what? <laughs> <laughs> and, wow. <laughs> And there you go. And then they go, okay, thanks, that's a wrap. And you're like, what? And, you know, and they shot it from a whole bunch of different angles. And I think the first night on set, I was there from about 10, a. 10 p.m. to about 3 a.m. Mm. And it was a crash course. It was wonderful. Sounds like everybody a lot of was fun, too. so nice, too. Mm. You got to tell me, how was the food? Craft services is the best thing in the whole world. Craft <laughs> <laughs> services is wonderful. They had excellent food. I had some great food. And, you know, it's it's wonderful because it's like when you get on set, it's, okay, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, and wait. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, there's so much fast pace, and then all of a sudden you're just sitting and then all of a sudden you're back on that go 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 go, and it was it was a wonderful experience, and I've had you know uh, a couple scents that were similar, and it's just been wonderful. Wow. Okay, Jessica, we're we're about uh, near the end of the segment, so uh, how can fans keep up with you? Oh, they can follow me on every bit of social media. Uh, they can follow me on Instagram at my whole name, Jessica Francis Duke. They can follow me at Twitter at at Jessie F. Dukes, or they can just go to my website at www.jessicafrancisdukes.com. Fantastic. Well, Jessica, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, have fun at rehearsal. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Awesome. All Bye-bye. Right, good night. <laughs> Bye-bye. And, folks, uh, just let me leave you with this uh, thought for tonight. Do something for your career every day and break a leg.